0: Welcome to episode three of my unintentional podcast. In conversation with uh, today, I'm talking to Lakota Queenpin Marty Burgess, where we discuss everything from people scaling the roof and climbing through the office windows, good times, club politics, the rise of drum and bass in Bristol, and uh, feeling awkward at networking events. Enjoy. To give you a bit of context, so I do this show on a Sunday with uh, my eldest on swoo. Um, well, the, the station controller said our swoo being listened to in 109 countries. And I thought I'd start interviewing people who lived far away who I knew were listening to the show. And the second person I interviewed was Martin Shields. I don't know if you remember Martin, but he was an old yeah. housemate of mine. And he did The Door at One Love for a bit and other bits and pieces. So yeah. we chatted for an hour. And I just thought, I'll put the whole thing up on SoundCloud. And then it sort of escalated from there. And then I spoke to Mr. Wilkie. So I figured people really want to hear from Mr. Wilkie because he's not big on social media. No one really knows what he's up to. Yeah. Uh, and it was really good... Um, response on that, and then uh, I thought I'd just keep going. So now I'm I, I'm speaking to you, I'm, I'm hopefully lining something up with Mike Shaw, i hope hopefully okay, lining nice. something up with Simmer and 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 some of the kind of old techno guys. No, oh,
1: that's that's an old name I haven't heard. Is he still in Bristol? No, somewhere? he's okay. in
0: Cornwall somewhere, I don't know where, but I, I will find out that in next couple of days, so I'm going to give him a call and line something up. And um, it's really just, um, we've kind of reached an age where- Yeah. We like a bit of nostalgia, but it's nice to talk about it rather than look at the pictures, maybe as well. So, yeah, definitely.
1: And it gets you know. um, what's what's happening? I've just hurt myself as well.
0: Look. And I think <laughs>
1: so. I think the whole. I mean, do you want a plaster? I
0: haven't, I haven't got one to offer you because um, I'm in no, your no, house. No, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I just,
1: I can't even work out how I did that. I think it was just going. I don't even know how I did it, but anyway, it's all right. Don't worry. You sound that's worried.
0: all right. No, I'm concerned. That's all. That's fine. Um. <laughs> So look, we all experience the same thing. This is my spiel, basically. We all experience the same thing, but we all have unique perspectives. And all our, you know, in terms of saying that Ian and I, our unique perspectives are based on maybe the music we're into or whatever. But I think there's far, a far greater story to tell in terms of unique perspectives, maybe based on gender and ethnicity as well as all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, the kind of surface stuff. And since you were a key protagonist in... What I would loosely call my story or my perspective of it all, it made sense for me to get in touch with you and find out.
1: No, I don't mind. It seems, it seems like it's um, quite, yeah. It'd be, it'd be just a nice chat,
0: wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly.
1: In no, it's, it's okay. It's kind of it's one of those things, isn't it? Is um, it is what it is, isn't it? And it was what it was.
0: It was what it was, definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, don't, um, I, I don't, I don't generally. I'm not really that fussy about stuff like that because I think. uh, I just thought the older you get, the more, the less of crap you give about whatever's happened. And I don't know, there's not much much I worry worry about on that one.
0: Well, I mean, I don't, I can't think of a single shock horror story that involves you, actually. So I think you managed to (laughs) keep it fairly together. Um, There might be one or two, but I genuinely can't really remember any. uh, Whereas obviously with some of the other characters, I can remember quite a few. I
1: think we were quite sensible, weren't we?
0: I think we were quite sensible relatively speaking yeah. um and i think there were times of being non-sensible but i think generally they weren't happening inside the club
1: yeah yeah
0: exactly um anyway you know so uh, how did you get into it all because i mean i loosely know about the history of moon club and tropics and and tropics is this it, the official is it
1: official yeah thing. so we'll sort of start here ish yeah
0: so um obviously my parents ran the tropic club and then
1: i remember the week before bent I just finished my exams the week before Lakota opened. Bentley said, Do you and your, and we've been coming down, all my big group of friends have been coming down to Bristol pretty much um, throughout uni. Bentley said, We just all graduated or just finished our study exams. And he said, Do you want to, can you come and work? we haven't got enough staff. So we all trotted down two carloads of us. So the opening night of Lakota, and I have not been involved in it, And we all rocked up and we all worked around the bars. And it was absolutely manic. I remember just before it opened, they realized that they didn't have any bottle openers. So somebody legged it to some shop around the corner to get bottle openers. But yeah, but that was my my first experience of actually going in the building because I'd only ever been to the Moon Club once. And when I got there, the time I went before the doorman, I turned up and I was, I was a bit tipsy and I said to them, Oh, uh, my parents um, own the Tropic Club. Can, can I get in? And he said to me, you yeah you can come in but you have to pay double so that yeah. was kind of the, that was the relationship between the tropic club and the moon club so i'd never really been to the moon club i know lots of it i was away mostly but yeah. most i I'd, I'd only ever been that, there that once and it was wasn't a very busy night so i didn't really have much experience so the, the opening night of Lakota was the first time i'd ever been in there and it was just it was just blew my mind it was um so i just yeah. got involved started doing booking the hack because I don't know if you remember when the photo opened, it was cooker on the Saturday and then odd people doing the Friday night. And what I managed to convince George was that he ought to do stuff in house because I kind of saw that was happening. That shift was happening in London because the model promoter and, um, uh, and nightclub and that sort of fractious relationship. I managed to convince George that that was the, the future, was to start doing their own stuff. And so that's how I got involved, really. And I, I yeah. started there as a, working there while Bentley was kind of running it with George. And then obviously, I guess two years later, George had a massive brain hemorrhage and the banks pulled the rug from underneath the whole thing. And that's when we decided to bid and buy it. So that's when right. so in ninety four when we bid and bought it, that's when I properly got involved at sort of the senior director level. Right, okay. That was quite a long answer.
0: No, it's a good answer though. That first night at Lakota, the opening night, still hurts because if I remember this correctly, um, it was a One Love Foundation night. So it was One Love, one I was still involved in, One Love, but we were doing a live PA. Um, yeah. Was that and, Magi,
1: the Ma- on the Magic
0: night? Um, it was the, that the opening first... night. It was the very opening night. Yeah,
1: because I think. Um, yeah, so I remember the first night was Carl Joey uh, and it's Magi Mix, but I know it, it had been open previously. The first oh, well, maybe official, not. Then. Yeah, maybe I've got
0: yeah, my facts the facts wrong.
1: Fir- the first official opening night of the photo was June the um June the sixth, ninety two, and I don't know if you remember how cynically we moved the birthday, and I'm sure you were yeah, part of the yeah, hall, yeah. So We si- we moved the birthday to July just because it suited us better, and um. Because, but um, it was actually June but I know that it had been opened before so the right, okay. um, so that's the first official night but George, George had opened it a handful of times beforehand so maybe, oh, yeah, we maybe it was that, just, well the point it is was, that I, was, I
0: wasn't there I couldn't make it so and okay. I remember being gutted my whole life and not having been there for what I had perceived to be the opening night but maybe um, yeah. maybe it was a different opening night anyway <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I see yeah, I think there's because I speak to people and they talk about the time they went there and obviously you know typical Bristol it was always better then you know those times so I the first night I worked there was it was a magic mix with DJ Paul Joe who is a big American DJ and ironically up the road at the Tropic Club Masters at Work were playing and right. so it was one of those actually in terms of if you love American house like I do then it's probably a, you know dream. A dream night to be in Bristol, we could be up the road at um Master's at work you
0: know, or you could have been at located those are the I mean you're at the American housing. I remember you because there's the famous Roger Sanchez
1: yeah one, one when came down
0: yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm probably jumping forward a couple of years, but didn't I think we all went to Miami didn't we ninety yeah yeah six maybe or ninety five something like that
1: yeah like he was there. But- yeah yeah that, and, and we also saw Roy Ayres and Masters at Work I don't even remember that that's um, right yeah we were we were there so it was me you and Charlotte and then also Ronnie Sides and we, I saw Ronnie Sides the other day and we talked about that night and we both still um reckon that party was because it was just one of the coolest parties I'd ever been to it in terms brilliant. of it was really, and in really term, yeah and it was just nice to some other Bristol people yeah so I guess that was yeah. um or I don't even remember like wow well, It was always a struggle for us because we we just didn't... It it always felt like everyone knew each other and we didn't know anyone when you went on those big jaunts. I mean, I went to quite a few. I went to um, San Francisco, the Billboard Music Conference. I went to the New Music one in New York. And I guess that's what you need to do. That's your journey. And there's a moment where you do go to those places and just feel like it's, it's like the worst type of networking where everyone appears to know each other and you don't know anyone. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you feel like the rank outsider.
1: Definitely, and I, I remember that, I remember that about Miami, which is why it was so brilliant, that Ronnie, because they, they, that was, their, that was their moment, wasn't it, that was just before they won the Mercury, and that was when you could tell that, that everybody was in Miami, wanted to talk to them, because they were, there, they come in, you know, you could tell they were on their, they're about to go ballistic.
0: That was the joy, the Bristol thing was just that feeling of, and this is what Ian pointed out last night. I mean, doesn't matter where you were or what, mood, you know, what genre you're involved in, because it is quite a small place, and even then it was even smaller, clearly, and there was just this family vibe. And we did all, you know, just try to be respectful to each other, and generally, and, you know, and try and, you know, and just hang out and work with each other and know each other. And we were, you know, you had the American House thing that you were really, really keen on. And obviously then there's the drum and bass thing kind of emerging. There's the techno thing coming from the other angle. But um, well, we all just kind of threw it all together, didn't we? Just see. Yeah,
1: you know. I guess, yeah, because you kind of, ultimately it's all music at the end of the day. And um, even though, it, you know, you'd go out and certain sounds were not your fit thing, you kind of respected that they, they were people were doing it and filling venues. And um, also it's just kind of, it's just a nice thing to see I'm, um, you know, just see other people making it, especially on that international stage. It's just yeah. like, it was just it was. I remember when when they won the movie, we were all in the office, and I, I just remember feeling thinking this was like one of the best things that have ever happened. Yeah, and yeah, and it didn't it did. You know, I think we sent them a bunch of flowers and a bottle of champagne. but yeah, it, was just, yeah. it was it was it was just really cool. Yeah, did they play. When did
0: they play the club live? Was that before or after the Mercury? Can you remember? Um,
1: it was after the Mercury. So I don't know if you remember this, but Bristol had played host to the Radio One um, Sound City or whatever it was, like oh, annual roast. Right, yeah. And there was a panel show. At, there was a panel, um, and there was Ronnie Size was on the panel, and there was a couple other sort of national names, and at that point he'd never played in the theatre, and it, he said it he called us out and, and we were actually in conversations with Becky um at the time about That's them right. doing about them doing and they he just said this is um you know we're doing our thing down I think they were still doing Eastern Community Centre at that time but absolutely packing it out yeah. and he said he just said um he just said we'd we'd kind of the fact that he have not played in it this is, So this is the best venue in Bristol, and the fact that they haven't played, they were basically the shape, that. Um, kind of said that they were outside, and I get it. They were outside of the. Um, they were the marginalised yeah. people. Yeah. But if yeah, you yeah. think the w- if you think the way Bristol's gone now, and it's so base dominated, it's funny that's flipped on his head a bit, has not it? It's, there is a there is a um, a growing house technology coming back. That is just it's it's just ironic that it, back in our day it was so massive, and then um and the drum and bass was the smaller thing. And then it, within that, by the end of the nineties, drum and bass had taken over and has been so, so dominant and so dominant that it's actually split into subgenres. Whereas I think if you listen, if you go to the house size, it's still it's still I mean it's new stuff, but it still sounds pretty similar. And it's a much smaller scene. But I don't, I guess you, it was in our lifetime that flip happened, didn't it? The, the full cycle in the, in the back room, and then all of a sudden yeah. they were on the stage in the main room. Yeah. So, yeah, this is where, but that's the way it should be, is not it? It should, it
0: should Yeah, say, 100%, completely. It shouldn't completely. stay the same. 100%. Um, and I did think, you know, in the end, you know, Lakota was the one place that made sense for people to go and be at and play at. Um, we did bring some of those, um, it was a De La Soul night, wasn't there, as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was huge. That was
0: ridiculous,
1: wasn't it? That was ridiculous, but I think that was one of the, the nights where I, I remember rushing into the box office and just going, stop letting people in, it's too many people. <laughs> it's too many people, uh, and um, yeah, but that era, we absolutely nailed it in terms of we were open nearly every night of the week. And yeah. you could look back on some of those old uh, flyers. You had the Tuesday, you had the sharp thing, and then we had a live thing on a Wednesday, and then uh, something like Lick or Divine on the Thursday. Then the Friday was a temptation, and Saturday was either one of Revolution or you know one of the different iterations on Saturday. There's not many clubs that could do uh, uh, could do that now it's you know it's difficult to do that sort and especially that sort where you're where most of the nights across the week were packed out and sometimes some people would would have gone to every single one
0: yeah there were those there were those yeah because I think a lot of people went for the club yeah that's
1: it that's the
0: experience in the club you know um and it was easy to take it for granted I think when we were there sometimes but from our kind of you know yeah. yeah, you, did, out, you look thing. back
1: on that. You look back on uh, that moment. And, I mean, it's that thing where you, you kind of, um, I mean, it is what it is. Like you said before, it was what it was. But you actually, you kind of wish you enjoyed it more. Yeah. Sometimes we're, Sometimes you're running around like a loon and you're kind of stressing out about the stupid, the little things. And then that moment's gone. And then you're an older person. And then you suddenly realise, that well, I wish I'd, I'd taken the time to stop and think, this is fucking brilliant. Excuse <laughs> my French. Yeah. I, I don't. I just remember being really stressed out most of, yeah, most of the well, time. Yeah,
0: well, this is the thing, because you are, because you're stood there in the balcony or on the stairs watching it all, and then you got oh, I've got to do this, and this is happening, and this, I yeah. don't know, whatever. There's And, you know, there's and always something. a million something, pe- people
1: yeah. are coming up to you. you know, all sorts of people are coming up. Can you sort me out of the beer? Can you do this? Can you yeah, do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are the person, and that is... Uh, that that side of it is I absolutely don't miss that side of it. It was just yeah. Was, I guess you would like to go back and be a fly on the wall, or and just have whisper in my own ear. Then just enjoy yourself and stop stop stressing, and so, or stop hiding in your office. I spent a lot of time yeah sweating,
0: absolutely hiding, hiding in, the in, the office. Yeah. in the office just like yeah
1: yeah. I mean you used to do the same as Listening well. Listening to, to the to filing the,
0: cabinets rattle.
1: Yeah, and we just shut the door and be like, oh my. what's going on and like having really feeling like you're having to um and I get the courage to go downstairs yeah I wish I'd yeah I wish I could go back and just maybe um spend I spend more time just like enjoying it but uh, yeah you can't go back can you?
0: Well I think you're quite similar to me that we're probably quite insular don't necessarily like large groups of people which is a, a kind of odd
1: yeah, uh, I like large. Should... I, like, I like large groups of people, but I if I, if I know all of them and they all know what I what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. Fair so enough. yeah, so I, that's why um I, I I do like um I like the kitchen a good old kitchen made in my house when it's just people I know. Then yeah, yeah. you can just relax. You can relax and can't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's true. It it is true though, doesn't it? Especially in the nightclub setting because there's there's always just something going on somebody is there's something mad going on and even when I go to Lakota now I mean obviously not now at the Lakota Gardens which I absolutely love and I think it's that it's such a nice thing to do because it's really um it's stress free it's really uh it's well run you know the team we run it are brilliant and um I just go there I get the music I want I sit down it's not you know it's not packed whereas um and then you're not dealing with the amount of the level of stress of running the So When I go to the uh, it's I just do find it quite stressful, and it's kind of I don't know if it brings back some PTSD running there. But you just think about all because there's always somebody who is um, in need of um, you know. You think, gosh, that person they did not look very well, and it brings back all of that, all those old fears. Yeah. Why yeah. you know you and you just it's it's just so much going on.
0: There was, and there were so many levels because then like, there was the whole basement level with everyone in it, you know, rich and everybody, you know, doing all the organizational stuff. Remember that, and yeah, you know, and then that box office, which was bananas, with you know, have at least five people in it, and it was about the size of a broom cupboard. It probably was the broom cupboard at some point, yeah. Um, you know, and then uh, but, uh, trying to get uh, people the... not to stand on the stairs and not to stand in the emergency exits, yeah.
1: and you know. Yeah, just uh, yeah, all sorts of going. I don't even, the box office. Uh, it quite often had my grand in it. So
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She used to just she used the um the the eyes and ears of the box office, or she'd yeah. do the click clicker outside. Yeah. So yeah, that's like yeah. that side of it. So, uh, it always, whatever I'm in that. We still the box office is not used as a box office anymore. It's now just used as a um a, uh, 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 I guess it's the engine of the. Nighttime operation in that one of the one of the stations in there, and there's somebody always in in there doing stuff. But it's not it's not the box office anymore. But yeah, right, it okay. was. Um, it still feels like that's the engine. In fact, I was there with today. We were walking around the building, making a note of everything we need to do to get open. And it was quite funny. to box office. So for nearly 30 years, that box office has been paid. That that tiny broom club has played an important part in my life. Yeah, yeah, well. definitely, definitely.
0: way to swing the conversation now um because i can remember lots of stories about funny things i remember a lot of things i remember the really grim things that happened and i'm not sure I particularly want to dwell on them but there's some justin Robinson was playing and someone threw themselves off the balcony do you remember that no I,
1: I i don't remember that but i do remember um i do i don't know which night it was but somebody um thought they could fly it was somebody from Wales. And they
0: I jumped think That might the be balcony. the one, isn't it? And they, yeah,
1: sort of they just ju- on that balcony bit and they, Yeah. 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 I mean, God, over the years we've had some mad, I mean we had a mad incident the other day. Um it just happens. People just um so we had somebody who was thrown out the other day and they decided to get back in. You know, I don't know if you've been to Lakota Gardens, but it's the old coroner's court and then um, yeah, Lakota yeah, car yeah. park. Yeah. So somebody decided to um They kind of tried to scale back in, but the back of the fence is these old-fashioned, and they've got spikes at the top. So they basically spiked themselves and then ran off, you know. I mean, yeah, we had, I don't know if you remember this one. We were sat in um, what was my office, because my office was to join Audrey's office, and we were sat there one night. It It was definitely Sasha, I remember that. Somebody had climbed up the window. Do you remember just knocked on the window? I don't know if you were there. And um, we opened the window and they just literally scaled the whole building, not no concern for their own safety. And Audrey just, because Audie didn't uh, I don't know if you remember Audrey, but she was pretty yeah, much. she
0: didn't suffer for she,
1: she, she got the she just got the security to come up. We had, then it was like we had the fo- internal phone system. She called down to the box office, got the security to come up and throw this person out.
0: Certainly mm-hmm. when I was there, and it might mm-hmm. still be the same mm-hmm. now, Is just the whole, the, just the family feel. So your parents, obviously, and you and Bentley, and then a lot of the security were kind of relations of yours, There sort were of cousins, weren't there, and friends and people were... Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I can't remember what everyone was called now, but yeah. there was the real feel that everybody stuck together and people weren't just being hired in for, yeah. you know, and...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously changed because you people get old. But yeah, it's still there's still a, a strong vein of people, uh, people who've got you. You know, you've got your they've got your back because they you're even related to them or they know they know you and they respect you and that you you there's an element of I'd say love involved. You know, people who just look up, we've looked after they've looked after us.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah and that's I, one I of the things I mean, remember what, from
0: being there is exactly that feeling, and I'd felt like I'd kind of been asked to join this massive family unit and um but um i I loved it and i I absolutely loved the fact that everybody kind of knew each other and i for me that's that's the sort of thing i really always like when i work with people i like to be part of a you know part of a crew if you know for want of a better phrase and um and everything from aunt lou in the kitchen to you know to to the numerous cousins that were involved in 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 security to you know all people around everyone kind of you know, and even the people that weren't family had known you all or versions of you all, you know, since you were kids or that kind of thing, and um, and it was, it was brilliant, and I loved it for that absolutely. And I think when people came yeah. down, they could see that, you know, they could sense that. And when I was talking to Danny mm-hmm. Rampling, or when I'm talking to I who I spoke to around that time, Gordon Kay, he was a regular, wasn't he? And um, they could they could see that and they could sense that, and especially after the fallout the kind of Hugo Martin thing where there was a lot of bad vibes in the industry with DJs around the club. I think as soon as they came back, they could see that there was, you know, there was just this sort yeah. of family feel there.
1: Yeah, I'm friends with Hugo now on, on Facebook. I don't keep, I just thought, God, why did it come up? Just just a Facebook friend, and at a very odd occasion, I'll send them a message. Because just grow up, don't you? Because that was really, that was yeah, quite a totally. bad I mean, I've
0: there. bumped into him quite a lot mm-hmm. after that. In, I think a bumped into him in Miami. I think uh, a couple yeah, of years did, after I that, he went, out, he went is off is and worked God's... for Concord and that kind of thing. To me, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah, that was about that was a bad time for us because I guess I that was the, um and because a lot of hurtful things were kind of said and there was a lot of playing on stereotypes. I I definitely think that people um kind of that whole uh, they're dodgy they're gangsters and um you know we I remember. I don't know if I should name the person. A very, a very famous DJ. He was. um, He played on that radio one. He accused us of underpaying him and stuff like that. And it was just really. um, And I just think it was all part and parcel of a a whole thing about, oh, that you know, don't get, don't. um, We've muscled them out of their night, and because when you started, we were still running. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, no, I do remember that. I'm just wondering how many other major clubs in the UK at that time uh, had black owners, because I don't think any did. No,
1: none in nationally, but I guess in Bristol, where you... Yeah, in Bristol, but I think nationally the I... bigger
0: clubs, where they were all very yeah, much no. of one thing, it was very much a kind of,
1: yeah.
0: a certain sort of
1: yeah.
0: section of the white community. So I think Le Cote was the only club that had that, and yeah. I think there was definitely... Uh, a false stigma that was attached to it because of that by certain
1: areas of the industry yeah it was and and that was um you know being black in any part of the uk you always have to battle that but i think in clubland there's a lot of um and particularly as i know having spent time in a lot of these clubs how dodgy they were we were actually quite a clean ship and, yeah. and and that was the I that was the I that was the hurtful thing because we we there's no way we could have got away with some of the things I saw happening at some of these other venues.
0: Yeah, and it it was, I mean, for me culturally, it was a shift because I'd never worked in that kind of environment before. And um and it was a fantastic learning experience. So she then, you, you know, going to your parents' place in Jamaica at some point with Timo Mas and everybody.
1: Oh uh, yeah. And yeah. Timo's mate rescued Fiona because she jumped in the pool and said she's swimming but all underwater. I remember that. And um, Timo's friend jumped in and saved
0: her. Oh, saved her. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it was a real, it was a, you know, it was a fantastic experience for me and the support I got from you all, you know, meant an awful lot to me then and means an awful lot to me now because... I think without that support, you know, I wouldn't have worked out through all the things that I, you know, I have worked out over 20, 30 years and carried on with. Um, and you're always very supportive and very willing to to let everyone just go on and kind of do their thing within that structure. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it did
1: kind of nearly make us go bust
0: there. Eh? Yeah, there was that. <laughs> <laughs> we, did,
1: we did we we did just we did just make I mean, I think in um, and I always say this to James that v- ninety seven, I think it was, we turned over at the venue an incredible amount of money, which we all just spanked on vanity projects like the label and a lot, you know. And then we just realized that the minute the club stopped being the 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 workhorse because there was competition, we were in no we had the word reserves had never really been on my radar. At that point, not ready to withstand. I don't think it, it was for
0: any of us, really. We just thought, oh look, yeah. stuff's happening. Let's keep going. And obviously, the labour yeah. thing is exactly what did set me up because it, yeah. it's what I was kind of doing along, you know, alongside. Well, even before yeah. shimmy, I was doing labour stuff, and I found that fascinating. that's exactly what you know did sort of help me out. And um, yeah. uh, and even when we went to do shimmy at Tropics on the Wednesdays. There's still that kind of sort of family feel vibe, and um, uh, you know, it was fantastic. And I think if we had the brains then that we have now, we'd obviously be doing things incredibly oh, yeah. differently. But then none of the things Definitely. that we created probably would have happened. We'd never taken those chances.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's it. I mean, you can't, I don't, I don't regret it. Well, I do. I sometimes just think that, yeah, if you, if you rewind the clock, some of the things we did, we would have probably been a bit more. Um, just been a bit more we been been a bit more savvy and yeah we just made um we just made a a, a series of uh business errors which led to us suddenly realizing because cash flow is king isn't it and yeah. that's the thing what you do because what you're when you're just used to loads of cash coming through you, you're not really prepared for the moment the cash doesn't stop doesn't. coming through yeah. and then it's, then it was just like panic what do we do what do we do and yeah that so,
0: I mean, '97 was like the sort of fifth is. birthday year, wasn't it? And that fifth birthday weekend was yeah. insane and fantastic.
1: It was insane. It was all—it was insane. The whole thing. If you, I, I mean, as I, so I get you go through, so clearing Mum and Dad's outside, just we've got. It's like a time capsule of, I and mean Brent went through it the other day of about I don't know eight massive big plastic boxes of all of those mixed mags and DJ magazines but it's really just a time capsule from about 94 to about 98 because it was all the stuff i don't even remember i was quite anal with the way i kept everything and um the, i boxed in all the magazines up every magazine that has a mention of the that era i used to save it and so we, I wish I done it. That. And we went through i went i went through it but it's only it's only a it's like a window it's got nothing really going on afterwards and then it's just that era when, um, and yeah, it's incredible to look. I, I mean, you go through some of the magazines, it's even looking through some of the really awful. I don't know if you remember that awful um, Mixed Mag advert we did where it was just terrible. Do you remember? Okay. And I even got that one, it's just got an awful picture, and it just like the kind of the, I think um, Subvision did it anyway, it was just really bad. But it's got all of those, and the, all of those, it just brought back all the memories. It was, it was, it was, we were doing good stuff. We were just, it was good. It was, um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, you look back on it and just think, yeah, that was pretty, it would stand up. Some of the lineups would stand, you'd know yeah. they'd venue now.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: And that, I think that was what, I think, you know, when you're, there's certain points in your life where you just kind of have a good group of people around you. It was just that, wasn't it? We had, it was good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and uh, for the most part, apart from sort of Monday, sort of Tuesday, sort of where we're all feeling a bit low after the weekend high, apart from that, we had quite a good time.
0: We had a great time. Had a fantastic yeah. time. You no, know, I think about it always really fondly. And, um, you know, and I think there was a there was an expectation that when, uh, when you know, we all part company that. Um, maybe that I would kind of be there to badmouth you or that I would be there to be negative. But I never have been because I just genuinely see it as a phenomenal time and and experience um, in my life and as a way of learning so much. Um, And I think a lot of that probably comes from that systemic racism, again, because I think people felt... It's just a feeling. I think people felt that, you know, I would... I would come out of it and go, oh, well, you know, they don't know what they're doing, they're, you know, but I have no qualms yeah. with any of it. You know, things were quite abstract sometimes in terms of the way the business was run, but I wasn't a businessman at the time. and didn't really care either. So, uh, you know, it was, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a phenomenal time. Yeah, I think
1: clubs always have, um, I just think you, you could... I don't try. I try not to fall out with anyone. As I said, even Hugo and Martin. It was actually quite nice to get back in contact with Hugo because even within that relationship, which ended very badly, there were still some good moments. And yeah, if it that and that, that they are part of Lakota's journey, like you were. I mean, and I have been, and other people have come along. And I just try not to fall out with not to fall out with anyone because. Yeah, something like the case. Hopefully, it will go on for a long time, and it will. Uh, and there'll be other people and other people involved. I mean, it's like we've got a good team now. Most points, it's not been so good, but I just don't try not to fall out. Yeah. With that. and you, you're carrying fall. on. It's not, yeah. We're exploring our options, and one of our options is. I mean, we've got our options. We can move it somewhere else. So we could find another venue and do something else and we've got the team what um we've got there now are quite savvy and they're quite keen on continuing to run it so we could st- or we could stay out at where we are as we are or we could apply for um we could look at doing something on the site which involves incorporating a venue and we're just looking at uh the numbers around all of those options so we're not we're not we're not um we're not decided really as yet but I mean, you know how much we love it. I think that will give you a hint as to what really we're going to go down. Because ultimately, you know, when you do when you do something like Nikita, it just feels like um, all that pain has got to be worth it for something. It's got to yeah. be worth something, and it's got to be. I mean, my like, Saffron's working there at the moment. I'm not suggesting that I would burden them with running a nightclub, but you know, they they've got affection for it. There's another generation of Yeah, burgesses or wixes and they yeah yeah i yeah i I just think yeah it would be it would be it would be mad for it to to go when it actually still's doing stuff and working so yeah i i i I don't know what we're planning to do but we are looking at all of those options so
0: yeah yeah no you're right and you have put so much time and effort and i mean it's got to be 30 years next year isn't it so
1: 30 years in 92, yeah blood, so-
0: yeah, blood, sweat and tears, and a, a, lot, a lot of each. Okay. Definitely, definitely.
1: So you'll have to come back and do something,
0: Leon. Uh, well, I do want to come out and check it out, and I haven't been down to the Cota Gardens. Uh, no, that isn't true. I did go there once or something, but uh, that was a while ago. Um, but I just, yeah, just. I mean, it's just, you know, it's lovely to just yeah the,
1: it's, it's and, the, the, the sit The sit-down cubbing is very good. If you see yeah, something which you'd like to that. go to, we'll, we'll 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 meet you. I mean, we it's just been a real eye eye opener as to what you can do with when you've got when you've when you're backed up against the wall and you've got flexibility. Because I mean, on next Tuesday we've got Russell Howard, and that's been brilliant. Just in the comedy, they've done the circus shows and the jazz festival, so it's kind of um. I, it's you know it's taken the pandemic to suddenly think actually you can do what you want with it when you've just got a space aren't you
0: yeah it's definitely got the space 100% yeah
1: yeah so it's been it's been as so though I bit last summer I went more than or since the pandemic I've been more I've been to the more than I probably have in the, the previous 15 years
0: Oh man, yeah. I'm I'm chatting to Delhi soon as well in a couple of weeks.
1: Oh yeah, Delhi's a good one. I like Delhi and he's um yeah. he is one of those guys that you just he's a, a very good DJ and he's again I just think that the reason Delhi wasn't hugely successful is again because of he was doing he's black British playing sort of music. I was just I can't understand why he didn't get because he I think he was good enough to be he was definitely else, good actually. enough. Yeah, I, yeah I, do, I do. I do think that de, um, Delhi's um, was you know that's that that shows unless you're doing what you're expected to be doing, there's only a few can get in through that door. And Delhi definitely yeah. doesn't. De- definitely, Dele definitely should have. And so, and I think because he's um, you know you turn up at a uh, <laughs> you turn up at a big club. He is not really doesn't really drink. Definitely doesn't take drugs. And because he wasn't one of the boys, he just probably couldn't break
0: break through. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I I think it's about, is it kind of, if you're a black artist, I think there's there's an element of authenticity that is expected of you that's not expected of you if you're a white artist. So what I mean by that is, let me try and find a glib example. As a white artist, I could go and DJ US House or I can go and DJ German techno and everyone just take that face value. As a black yeah. artist, if you're British and then you're on that US house thing, I think your authenticity is questioned in a way that doesn't happen if you're white.
1: Yeah. And you,
0: you see that in hip hop or in massively in the UK. You know, The UK hip hop thing didn't work until UK had invented its own form of hip hop. It couldn't emulate the American thing. Because yeah. I think because of that, um, uh, whereas you know with white hip-hop groups they kind of could in a way I don't know stereo MCs or something like that um stereo MCs could never have been black for instance I don't think they would ever have you know they'd ever have been taken seriously and I think there's a yeah. that element of authenticity is connected so much to ethnicity and I think that's what bit him in the end Delhi, because I think had it been white and doing what he was doing he'd yeah. be much bigger
1: and yeah well there still, was much there were those are deep. all the hard times guys and all of those, you know, like the sort of Elliot Eastwicks in the world and um what they were doing in ministry, like yeah, um, you know, Justin exactly. Burtman, CJ McIntosh, they could do it. And um, but yeah, and I guess it's that connection, who you're connected to as well. And I think we we did uh, going back to where I was talking about, we struggled from being from Bristol uh, with connections and also being we had that we had to combat the Bristol stereotype. We were not doing trip hop. And so when you're from Bristol, you're kind of expected, you're you're put in your little box, aren't you? And then, uh, and at that point, House and Techno were not associated with Bristol. So kind of, um, it was like, oh yeah, Bristol, you're all about massive tech. you're all about Portishead. And actually we're like, I think you and I both used to just go, oh God, no, that's not us. That's that's not us. That's the other, that's the other Bristol. That's the other
0: Bristol. Yeah, that's not me. Yeah. No, exactly right exactly right no
1: all right nice to see you so just give us thank you very much to you. Oh,
0: lovely to see you yeah. I'll send you everything you know and then you can have a little listen to it before he goes up and um, yeah. hopefully all see right. you in a few days all right
1: all right cheers bye. thank bye. you lovely bye. cheers bye bye